be so yummy, Sue said. Her blue eyes sparkled behind a bit too much eye makeup. The mini sliders sound delicious, Paula said. Beef turkey and black bean. And my friend Phil is going to tend bar. Thank goodness for Phil. My congenial friend was a talented singer and baker and had helped me out of a jam more than once. Good, so the guys can relax and enjoy themselves. Sue beamed her approval. Hey, Robbie, you ever think about entering the log cabin competition in Nashville? Nashville was the county seat five miles away. Nashville, Indiana, not Tennessee. The what? I'd love to build a house someday, but right now I have my hands full here. Mom means gingerbread log cabins, right? Sue snapped her fingers. It's so gall dang cute. Everybody makes log cabins out of gingerbread and other edible stuff. They judge it over at the Brown County Inn. You could make a cabin of a country store and enter it, Paula said. She gestured around the store. You know, with the front door standing open, you could have little shelves of cookware showing, and a few tables and chairs. Put a couple of rocking chairs on the front porch like you have, and I bet you'd win a prize. It sounds fun if I could find the time. When could I fit baking and decorating a log cabin into my schedule, though? Monday, my day off, was the only possibility. On the other hand, it would be good publicity for the store. The door jangled again, and a frowning, broad-shouldered man strode in. There you are, he said, spying Paula. Paula twisted her wedding band around and around. Max, I told you I was going out with Mom. Max, honey, come meet Robbie, Sue gestured to him. After Max approached the table, Sue said, Robbie Jordan, this is Paula's husband, Max Holzhauser. Max, Robbie. He extended a big meaty hand. Nice to meet you, Robbie. He barely got the glower off his face, which featured a jutting Neanderthal brow and heavy eyebrows now pulled together in the middle. His thick hair, tucked behind his ears, brushed his collar. I shook his hand. Likewise. Sit down? What was he so mad about? Can't. Let's go, Paula. He took hold of Paula's upper arm. She wasn't much taller than my own five-foot-four. He was not only a little over six feet tall, he was also stocky and heavy-boned. Paula pried his hand off, twisting out of his grasp. I'm doing errands with my mother, Max. I'll be home in time to get ready for the party. Her jaw worked. Have it your own way, then. He cracked his knuckles. You always do. One of my chess-playing customers looked up and frowned at the disturbance. I watched Max leave, hearing the door close with more force than necessary, and glanced at Paula. Sue had taken one of her daughter's hands in both of hers and was stroking it. Things will work out, sugar, Sue murmured as the bell on the door continued to jangle. He'll get a hold on that temper of his, bless his heart, you'll see. The timer on the oven dinged right after the wall clock chimed eight. We were an hour into the party, and it was in full swing. I hurried over to draw out the last pan of pizzas. I slid them onto a tray, the cheese bubbling in tan spots, the aroma of fresh crust almost too alluring.
I sliced each pizza into quarters and carried them to the food table. I wiped my hands down my blue and white store apron, which featured our logo of a cast-iron griddle held by a grinning stack of pancakes, and surveyed the now-packed room. Late this afternoon, Phil and I had pushed the tables to the sides and stacked half the chairs in a corner to leave room for mingling. Near the Welcome Back to South Lick Erica banner, a small group of men, including Max, Sue's husband Glenn, and green-eyed Jim Shermer clustered with beers in hand. Paula, now made up and in a green dress that didn't try to disguise her baby bump, sat talking with Tiffany Porter, an attractive local jewelry maker who owned a gift shop in town. Phil stood behind the bar table chatting with Sue. His dark face was aglow, and he beamed his wide smile that always reminded me of Denzel Washington's. Other times,